0: The Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit SwingJuice.com and use promo code Beehive 20 for 20% off your golf and MLBPA apparel. Shop Swing Juice to support the Beehive Sports Podcast. Swing Juice. Wear it. Feel it. Play it. On this week's episode, we take a look into week three of the NFL and some college football reactions. We're going to talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup. Some baseball playoff scenarios are upcoming. And we might even uh, dabble into a little hockey today. Not much, but maybe a little. In sports history, we're going to talk about the 1985 Pittsburgh drug trials. The things that Sting is loaded with follow-up from a couple cases we discussed a while back. As well as some new stuff with Michael Jordan, the GOAT. His son is in some legal trouble. And two college football players are shot over the weekend with one passing away. In my hive, we got Kelly Renzel back on the Beehive Hotline talking about his experience. Working grounds crew for the Toronto Blue Jays at Salem Field. Let's go. Joe Bees, and Kylie Munch. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the B.I.F. Sports Podcast. A lot to get to today, including another live show. I have a snake update. We won again. Uh, with Regal as our starting quarterback. Because nice. Jeff had end of the year golf tournament. And we won, I don't remember what the final was. I think it was like 48-22. Regal threw me an absolute seed down the sidelines and I dropped it. I felt <laughs> horrible. It was like probably the nicest pass he's ever thrown in his whole life. Right off my hands. Wasn't great. I'm good for one of those a year though. Uh oh, the other thing I wanted to tell you, because I forgot to tell you this, and I'd never heard of it until this year. Survivor pools, right? Everybody does survivor pools. I'm in a loser pool where you pick the loser instead of picking the winner each week. Gotcha. It's fun. We did it. uh, It's like my group of people who, Cowboy, uh, me, myself, and Ride Podcast down at Broken Straw. Uh, We did it after week one because it was in between week one and week two. We were down there. It was like Friday or Saturday. And Bob Heim just put it all together real quick on this website. And it's, (laughs) I mean, I'm rolling the dice this week, though. Like, I'm not taking... Uh, So far, I've took Miami when they played Buffalo, and this past week, I took, oh, shit, I don't remember. I don't remember, but this week, rolling the dice, which actually, I don't think it's much rolling the dice. I took Pittsburgh. They're playing in Lambeau. So, actually, now, I don't know if it tells everybody your pick. I don't think it does. Yeah, it does. I think it does once everybody's locked in. I was going to
1: say, maybe once the games are locked, once it's locked. Yeah. yeah. Then
0: I think it... Is it on an app? It's on a website. Mm -hmm. Sports Bench or something like that. The dog's hacking up along over there. Uh, So, yeah, the loser pool. Uh, The only other thing new with me is what I just told you. I just got my new... I ordered a set of PXGs, and they're awesome. Uh, They're, like, super expensive, but I get it, like at at normal price, like a discount for they do PXG heroes cuz that Parsons I don't remember his first name the guy who owned GoDaddy sold GoDaddy started this golf company he's a billionaire former marine he does like a law enforcement and uh military okay. discount so you have to like get verified and all that so you can't just go on there and you know say you're whatever but Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I just got those yesterday. Spent an hour and a half at the range. I'm pretty confident I'll be in the Ryder cup in like four years. Perfect. Yeah. The worn, it, and I'm not, I'm, I'm a 17 <laughs> though. I went down from a 25 to a 17. I'm, I'm working, grinding away. So NFL headlines, we had some wild finishes, uh, Rookie, a lot of rookie quarterbacks on display this week. Like a good amount of rookie quarterbacks. Uh, watch some history made. We're going to start Enough. off with that. Justin Tucker hits an absolute fucking bomb of a kick. Yep. S- unbelievable. For the win. For the win. Poor Detroit. Walk off. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you could see in the crowd. I don't know if you saw the, uh, video i shared on the facebook page but all these like yeah poor detroit they were just so confident i mean 66 yards i never i wouldn't us
1: as bills fans in cleveland now have kind of we've been escaped the yeah a little bit and detroit's still by far the now i would say they're easily held the crown for the most tortured fan base for sure it's kind of tough with them because like because, like, they – Buffalo has, like, the losing the four Super Bowls, and Cleveland has, like, the Ernest Biner. And yeah. Detroit just never makes the playoffs. So yeah,
0: Detroit just <laughs> – They yeah, just They don't, just they don't have any, time. like,
1: horrible playoff moments because they just don't ever even don't get ever there. Don't ever get there.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, there's not much of – like, everything's a positive if you're a Detroit fan because there can't be any more negatives. And now, just, and now they – on top of all that, they get to watch Matt Stafford play for the Rams. Who's lighting it up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh but you know, with with that, Detroit's been in. A, a side, I mean, Green Bay, which we're going to get to this in the live show, actually, because uh, they may or may not be one of my picks this week. But um, they're just they're close, yeah. Right they now. Are, I mean, they almost beat Baltimore. They yeah, were literally right. a fucking freak field goal away. Yep. Because even though, I mean, just nothing. Never take anything away from Justin Tucker. He's probably the best kicker in the history of football. But the bounce that ball took off of the crossbar like that's – even that is just like holy shit like yeah, it hit happened. on the backside of the crossbar yeah. or the right way where it, it hit, hit the net hit the net yeah shot into the net yeah, <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> pretty wild, wild. The, the
1: refs both like looked at each other and waited like 10 seconds but they're like so it was almost like they were in such amazement that so
0: well uh they may maybe the refs were still looking back at the delay of game call that right they I was going to bring that up that next, should, yeah that uh, Campbell was pretty upset about that. Well, yeah, it should in, have been a
1: seventy-one year yarder,
0: which so, he would not have made.
1: They would have just tossed it up, right? Yeah. They would
0: have. And Jared Goff can't throw it that far. Lamar, you mean? Lamar. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm backwards there. Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah, Lamar definitely can't throw it that far, but neither can Jared Goff. I bet Lamar can throw farther than Goff. Goff has a noodle arm, right? But um, yeah, my mistake there. But yeah, so missed delay a game. I mean. Should have been a 71-yard attempt at least, but hey, the way it worked out. Also, in that game, I don't know if you – did you watch much of that game? Like, uh, I was flipping through. Like, I had a couple going back and forth. On, I had uh, red
1: zone on, so it was like kind of I, – I was at work and I was I just had red zone on, but they, I saw a lot of the highlights from it during the 1 o'clock games. And um, Brown, Marquise Brown dropped for sure two-touch wide open. I mean, nobody within five yards of him. And Lamar laid it to him on deep balls twice and completely just dropped, dropped. Him. At him. Yeah, least I did two, see, if I not did hear three, because I might have missed one. Sketty said it was three. Yeah, he's like he's now dropped three touchdowns.
0: That's crazy. And I
1: saw two of them. He was completely wide open. Like,
0: so I mean that it, that was well. Amazing. He got bailed and, out. Yeah, he did big time. <laughs> he definitely got bailed out. Uh, so speaking of Stafford, looks good against the Bucks. Gets the thirty-four twenty-four win. Uh, bra- this is. Like one of my favorite headlines coming into the this coming week, week four, uh Brady returning to New England. So right. yeah, what, this seventy one was... yard or no, I'm sorry. He needs like sixty sixty eight, I think it is. Sixty eight or some yards he needs to break the the record. The the stage is past breeze again or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. For to- yeah, NFL all time passing. Okay. Yards. Um Nobody can convince me that schedule makers didn't plan for this to be this way. Because he only had to, he didn't, he had to average like two something, nothing like over the top to get him to where mm-hmm. record breaking night would be prime time in New England, right? Yeah, in they, front of his I'm old. I'm sure they probably looked at it. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah.
1: This well, this game against the Rams, um, I think I saw it was his first 400 yard passing game where it, in a loss. Really. I didn't. Yeah, I think I saw that. I think one. I saw that highlight on Twitter or something after the game. Well, yeah, which was it's just pretty crazy. But Cooper, see, Cooper Cup, I was, insane. I was going to bring that up. I said he's like always he's open fun. every 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 play. Yeah, it's Stafford's unbelievable. It's been unbelievable, and in him and Cup have been on the same page so much Kup, for sure. Wide open every time, and then Deshaun Jackson somehow he's fifty years old and still the fastest guy in the league. He he Blue. was. He, yeah. he actually underthrew him. He hit him for the one touchdown. Yeah. Early in the game, he underthrew him. He got
0: he got loose. loose. He I did hit, see that. And
1: he underthrew him once.
0: Because yep. I watched that game over at James's house and uh one yeah. thing with the Bucks is
1: is their pass defense has been and they have some injuries back there. Murphy Bunning, I know, has been out all year, who was really good for them in the playoffs last year. And now Jamel Dean's out. Um, he got hurt in that game.
0: Richard Sherman's coming to save the day. Yeah,
1: they did shine Sherman this week. We'll see if that actually saves the day. Their running game on offense has been non-existent. Yeah, they they've struggled with the run. And in, in this game, they were missing Antonio Brown, which I think was a is a big thing. I was kind of looking at that like as far as betting last week a little bit even. I think they're a different team w- with him. Like yeah. that, that, they seem to kind of turn the corner last year once they once they got, they got him yeah, going. Yeah, once they got him in the offense, got him going. So I, I think I might start looking at that if he's missing games. They seem to be a different team with him.
0: Yeah, he, he uh you know, he makes the defense respect him taking the taking them over the top, and I mean, you have Godwin who. Godwin kind of reminds me of like an Andre Reed almost, where he's more of like a coming across the middle guy. He's a good receiver. He's And Evans. I mean, Evans is probably one of the most underrated top receivers in the league. He has like a 1,000 years every year of his career or something, yeah. or 1,000 yards. Did I say a 1,000 years? <laughs> yeah. I worked midnights last night. <laughs> so I've been awake a really long time while we're recording.
1: This. I did see that I think they lost Scotty Miller for an extended
0: period of time in this game. He got hurt. Well, they'll they'll probably sign Edelman then. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's what Brady does. Uh, Joe Burrow apparently has painted some white stripes on the football because Jamar Chase is the best rookie receiver in the league right now. (laughs) He went from a guy who gave one of the worst quotes I've ever read in my entire life to, what is it, uh, 11 receptions, 220 yards, and four touchdowns. 220 yards in the four touchdowns, leads all rookies. Yeah, two this week, yeah. So, uh, with that, I mean, obviously, yeah, like Jamar Chase looks really, really good. Uh, the Bengals don't look bad. They took it to the Steelers. It's their biggest. They're, a 14-point win against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is their biggest win against Pittsburgh since 1995.
1: yeah. That's, and one and one of my hot takes going into the season was I think I said it on the podcast is that I think the Bengals could could not not be the team that finishes in last place. Right, yeah, season. I think you did say that.
0: <clears throat> uh well, the Steelers are in straight cruise control ahead right there. Uh <laughs> do you listen to Pittsburgh Dad at all?
1: Uh I mean occasionally I've like if they pop I've up or something seen yeah. but I haven't so recently or I
0: I kind of tune into him each week cuz he just I just think the dude's fucking hilarious but uh his <laughs> his one this week after the Bengals game he was like are, are we sure that this team actually beat Buffalo like he went on this huge thing. Like maybe we were dreaming. We woke up. We thought they won, and now we're yeah. you know like he I, just went on. Yeah, about it. I think we're
1: gonna look back, and that's gonna be the aberration. It seem it seems like right now, like it seems like Buffalo is gonna start maybe trucking teams a little bit. Yeah, here. I and, think so too. And I, maybe there's something too. Pittsburgh had all offseason to come up with a game plan for Buffalo. They threw right. some funny stuff at them. Yeah, they did. And, I mean, they kind of tripped yeah, up their the, offense. And maybe offensive the, the line no preseason line. thing I think hurts a little bit too. I think so Get too. Because the, pre, the preseason is just.
0: Well, and, and Josh Allen didn't just like he was terrible that week and has been great since. He was good mm-hmm. in Miami. He was great last week. Mm-hmm. So I think that you can see the progression there too where He's starting to, you know, shake the rust and, yeah, and get right. moving. Yeah, but.
1: and I think that's I think that's part of what it was is just these the preseason is just nothing. Nobody cares about it. Right. And they think they care even less now. Yeah,
0: they do. They <clears throat> definitely do. And they don't and and I think what we're seeing now is the results of that, mm-hmm. is how important maybe the preseason actually was. Right. But it's right. give and take with is it worth risking your hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed quarterback? Or do you, you know, roll the dice week one, see how he looks, and and just know that it's a long season and you have, yeah. you know. And I don't think
1: you can take much away from preseason either because look at how good some of the rookies looked in oh, preseason. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, well, I actually, Jamar
0: Chase, prime example. Looked right. like f- he was fucking clueless.
1: Right. In the uh, in the QBs, some fields looked great. Yeah, right. And, in like, in like, some of the quarterbacks looked really good in preseason. And I actually listened to a podcast Danny Cannell was talking about he said the one time he played a preseason game towards the end of the game, and he said he had – they. he just – it's the most simple thing ever. The defense doesn't even want to be out there. Right. He's like – They aren't throwing he, he, any like, exotic looks at he, anyone. He said we literally ran the same play the whole way down the field, one drive, four verticals. He's like, I hit the same guy like six times in a row. Yeah. And then the New York mate, media just ate it up, and they're like, Danny Cannell looks great, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And they're yeah. like, he's like
0: – Well, yeah, they're <laughs> running a – like – the most basic defenses. It's not, they aren't running blitz packages. They aren't doing anything, you know, until maybe you get to like third, fourth quarter when then you want to see how your, your guys who are bubble, you know, roster bubble or practice squad, whatever. Um, back to the Steelers though, they're in trouble. Their upcoming four games are Green Bay, Denver, Seattle and Cleveland.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and I think there might even, and then they have a bye week, and they, I think they have a tough one after the bye too. Yeah, they do. I, I can't remember what it was. I, I did. Just did the I would one. just text Sketty about this yesterday. I said they might be looking at two and five or one and six if they aren't careful here. Right.
0: Uh, I. This is another thing, and I'm, I'm gonna call. I don't. It's it's my take on what I think should happen. Is that I think it's time. Like, Ben's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. Right. Two Super Bowls, great career. I mean, I don't even fucking know if he's ever, I don't think he's had a losing season in his career. If It's time that he, I think, swallows his pride, walks into Rooney's office, and either A, retires, or B, says, listen, I understand that at this point I'm hurting this team. I'm not helping them. And put in Mason, put in Dwayne Haskins, whoever. Mm -hmm. I will remain here and be the biggest supporter and I will help out because the guy's a wealth of knowledge. He knows that. He knows the Tomlin way better than anybody in football. And if I just think it's time for him to, he needs to make a call because you don't want, like, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody's going to fucking remember his last year anyways, the, the day he's getting inducted in Canton. Nobody's going to say, oh, well, he had a great career, but, man, that last year was brutal. Nobody's going to say that. I mean, people sometimes make remarks about what Peyton's arm was like his last year with Denver when they won the Super Bowl. It was, it was bad. But he also had a defense that was ridiculous, and he was Peyton Manning. He was still able to make throws. They just weren't throws. that Drew Brees he was last year. Right, right yeah. But Drew Brees recognized it. Right. You know, Manning recognized it. He finished out the season, you know, and
1: but he couldn't throw a ball more than seven yards last year. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He yeah, he had a
1: it's just it seemed unbelievable. In 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 Ben looks the same way. I mean, what did cause Harris had like what ten catches for a hundred yards or something? Yeah. It's and oh, and it
0: was like nineteen targets or something, twenty right. some targets.
1: He can't he can't
0: I, I mean they're your running back can't be your most targeted receiver. Yeah, there's That's, a there's a problem there. That's something you know, and now I
1: know their receivers did get banged up in that yeah, game. Yeah, but, but they
0: still like they it just they seems like they still have a good like their receiver room's good. Mm-hmm. You know, Juju, I can't stand him. I think he's a douche, but he's a good receiver. Uh, he did, I think, show that he needed Antonio Brown a lot more than he wanted to lead on because he was much more productive when Brown was taking all the attention. But they have good receivers.
1: Yeah, well, I know Juju left in the first half of that game. Yeah, he back. got hurt. And then Claypool got banged up too, I think. Yeah. And Johnson didn't even play. Yeah. He was out. Yeah. Um, so they they did have some bad injuries with receivers last week. I mean, they still have Washington, but...
0: Yeah, I just... the. But The same. Ben that was effective with Pittsburgh was the guy who was damn near impossible to sack. I don't think... I mean, it, you could count on one hand how many times you saw him get hit hard in his entire career. Every time defenders, you would think he's about to get lit up. It would almost look worse for the defender. And Ben just kind of slowly rolls to the ground. Like, it's... He's just always that guy. It's how he got his fucking nickname. And extending the play. Backyard football. That was what he did. And... I don't know, did you see the replay when he was rolling out of the yeah. pocket and he just fell? It's become a meme, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it's time for Ben to say, Mr. Rooney, here's my idea. Either I will, you know, head out the door or put in somebody who, gives somebody else a chance. Let me be here for them in a support role. I'll have the headset on. If shit hits the fan, I can still go in and play, but... It's time to try something different. Yep. You know, even if Haskins goes in and throws fucking five interceptions in uh, you know, the 10 to 20 yard throw range, who cares? He's not dumping it off to the running back every time and at least you're seeing what you have with him, you're assessing your team, you're knowing, you know. I mean, I'm pretty confident that I know what they have in Dwayne Haskins because, you know, he's not even on the team that drafted him and it wasn't all that long ago. Mm-hmm, but but I just, it's time for them to start looking. And and I guess on the flip side of that, maybe their plan is we'll ride out Ben. Maybe we'll win five, six games, get a decent, you know, draft pick to where we, you know, can, can maybe get a guy or move up and get a guy. I don't know. I just, it's, it's looking bad in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah. He's,
1: completely like and he was never like super mobile, but he was at least mobile enough to like evade a little bit. Like yep, extend the ball. He's just a complete statue. Yeah. His, yeah. Yeah. he's going to
0: end up injured. Cause he was, t- he took some licks last week. Like that was a game where I was watching, you know, or maybe I'm thinking the Raider game. I'm sure it happened last week too, though. I don't know. But uh yeah, it's, it's just time, you know, that, and, and I don't think the Steelers are too proud to make a call, but, like I, I could see them even coming through and saying, you know, hey, we're gonna go this direction this week. I don't know how long it's gonna take them to get to that point, but I can tell you the next upcoming four games, <laughs> we could that could be a possibility too, is that we see him get benched, yeah. and that's that's more of what I'm saying. Is I'd rather him get ahead of it. Instead of getting benched by Tomlin, go to Tomlin. You know, be just swallow your pride and say, hey, I recognize what's happening here. <laughs> it's, yep. it's, it's time. Uh so we mentioned Justin Fields. The NFL isn't as fast as he thought it was. <laughs> Miles Garrett had other <laughs> had other things to say about that. <laughs> was he sacked nine times? Uh six Six for 20 for 68 yards with a 41.3 QB rating. So I think the game got a little quicker. Regular season typically does, as we were just stating about what the defenses are like in the preseason and how good he looked in the preseason. Now it's showtime and yikes. Uh, What was the stat I saw that... Justin Tucker's field goal was 19 yards further than the Bears total offense. <laughs> yep. So the, the Bears, Bears are another team where if Nagy makes it through the season, I'll be surprised. Now, I'm going to hit on that because I did listen
1: to a podcast this week that had a bear or a Chicago beat writer on cuz I th- thought the same thing. I know a lot of people are saying the same thing. Yeah. Um he says he's going to make it through the season. Because um, Bears front office and stuff does not fire guys in the middle of the season. Oh. He, he 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 said it's possible, but it would have to be something. Super. He said that the one year Tressman was there. The yeah. year he the year he got fired after the season, he completely lost the locker room in week two, and the front office knew it and everything. And they declined to fire him midseason because they don't like doing not that. Not their style,
0: right? Okay.
1: So it seems he says he would be very surprised if he. Well,
0: not to mention the front office is pretty distracted right now because the Bears are talking about uh, building new a new stadium in like Arlington. Yes, I saw they bought city or
1: they bought a piece Arlington of land. Park. They bought a piece of like a r- piece of land that has a race just race outside of Chicago on it or something. Yes, yeah. yeah,
0: just outside of Chicago, yeah. and Churchill Downs is involved somehow. Like. Yeah. uh so now maybe good. Now in the other thing here is
1: as far as what happened in that game, Nagy in Nagy's defense a little bit. He said going into the year that Fields wasn't ready yeah. and, and 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 people kind of laughed at him and said and and said you're going to start Dalton.
0: That's a good point.
1: You know what I mean? In 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 a way I kind of cuz there's some stats in this game that Sketty sent me yesterday that kind of makes me think that he Might have like put him out there to to die a little bit because Skeddy said that they seventy percent of his dropbacks um, were five man protections. Like you're gonna do that to a rookie QB? That seems like a little bit like he's like Browns defense. It almost seems a little bit like uh, he's like, see, oh, see, he's not ready, type thing. Yeah, but but you know you know he did say this and people kind of scoffed at him like uh, like because he was gonna start Dalton,
0: but. That's, no, just that's, a, that's of- a really good point, what you said there about him saying Fields isn't ready and everybody kind of gave him shit for it. Right. Because, yeah, gonna, like well, you're you said, start Andy, Dalton. Andy Dalton, you know what you have with Andy Dalton, which is true, but so far more effective than what they have with Justin Fields. Right. For right. the sample we have. Yeah, but, just,
1: just a little tidbit that I, right. I kind of agreed
0: with that I heard yeah, this week. and I like it. Uh, Chargers beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead 30-24. The Chiefs' first losing streak since 2015. That's fucking crazy. And this is this is why
1: I bet on them last week. And yeah. of course, this is how my betting's going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, ha- they haven't had a, a losing streak in six years. And of course, they do it because I bet on them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to have to take note of who you take this week now that you say that. <laughs> yep. uh, Just pick against me and pick with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Andy Reid fell ill, taken to that's right. I a two game, two game losing streak sent Andy Reid to the hospital. He's okay, so we can joke about it. Uh, Andy Reid's one of my like favorite people probably ever. Uh, ever since the Super Bowl that they won a few years back, when after the game uh, they were like, you know, Andy Reid, you just you won the Super Bowl. How you celebrating tonight? And he was like, "Oh, I, I'm probably just gonna go home and eat a cheeseburger." <laughs> right? It's <laughs> like, just fuck the most Andy Reid answer of all time. Uh, but he's okay. But he was taken. Yeah, the uh, University of Kansas Health System. Uh, they think he was dehydrated, um, and, but he's stable. Fell, you know. I think he's back with the team already. Of course. But uh, so yeah, it was a scary moment for the Chiefs. So, but that could also be like one of these things that. Now they rally around and just start beating the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so undefeateds left. Oh, I, I wanted to touch
1: on that oh, game a little, a little bit too. Go like ahead. Herbert, Herbert's he, good. He played very well in that game. He, man, he look he he makes it look almost as easy as Mahomes does sometimes. His poise and stuff, yeah. and threw four touchdowns in that game. And Mike Williams is breaking out a little bit for them. He's caught, I think he's caught three or four touchdown passes. Yeah, he
0: has. Um,
1: yeah, and in, in they they got a couple calls at the end of that game that kept the drive alive, I know. They got a pass interference that was a little iffy that yeah. kept that last drive alive and um who's Staley's their coach, right? Is that it Brandon yep. Staley? I yep. think yep. he's in the a mercy alum, alum, I heard. I don't know if you knew that.
0: I think I did know that actually. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind yeah, of Yeah, he cool. has some ties to the area yeah, for sure, which is
1: kind of cool. And Lombardi, I think, which is their offensive or defensive coordinator. One of his assistants also went there. I was told. No shit. that's shit. told me that this week. I didn't know Lombardi. I did know the Staley part, but I didn't know about the Lombardi part. Pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, like the, the end of that game – I liked his aggressiveness, honestly, especially because they were under a minute left. They were down to, like, 30 seconds. A lot of, like, Romo and some of the guys, like, on the Red Zone channel, I don't know if it's because the Chargers always had all those close losses. Yeah. in the, Over the past few years, yeah. they've had a lot of those, they like, have. kickers missing field goals. And and uh, they just went for the touchdown. But some of them, like, Romo's like, man, I think they left too much time on the clock for Mahomes. There was, like, 36 seconds left or something. Yeah. I kind of like it. of assessment, but, but yes, I – because they were like, oh, they should have just kneeled it and no, kicked the field you, goal as time expired. Yeah. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Get well, the then, th- to boot, their kicker missed the extra point.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, because it was six points. <laughs> it was six points. Yeah. And I was like,
1: see, good thing they just – they obviously didn't have much faith in their kicker. I'm, yeah. And I was like, see, that's why you just get the touchdown. Get the points, yeah. yeah exactly, I, yeah. and I liked it. And and so, yep.
0: Um, but, but, yeah, I totally agree with the Herbert thing. And the, the thing I love about Justin Herbert – is that literally nobody saw this coming? Like he was not. Including the Dolphins. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Including the Dolphins. <laughs> which I'm glad Dang. that they didn't see it coming because I'd much rather. God, t- that has to hurt. Yeah. As a Dolphins oh, fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 When you're looking. I heard you know, somebody
1: compare it to the Durant Odin
0: thing. Oh, Greg Odin when he went to Portland. Yep. And Instead Dur- of Durant, yeah. went to. Oklahoma
1: City yeah I heard somebody compare it to that that's which a good is, comparison yeah because Odin had some injury history coming right. out too and people wondered and he still went one which this wasn't one two, but it was you know it's it was quarterback he was
0: available right yeah, it was, yeah as far oh, as quarterback it was go. the
1: first and second quarterback team, right I think right yeah so yeah because
0: well no it wasn't Burrow to oh a, you're right yeah Burrow to uh then mm-hmm. Herbert that's right yeah so went one. Yep, you're right and I mean, shit, even the Bengals at this point, which Burrow... Is, yeah. yeah the, but even them can say, oh, shit. You right, know, yeah. This guy's Herbert, ready now. Because
1: Herbert does... I mean, I would say right now he looks ahead of Burrow. Oh, but, for sure. But you weren't going to not take Burrow one. Right. I mean, that was Correct. consensus. But. Yeah.
0: No, I'm with you on that one. So the undefeateds we have left. The Raiders, Rams, Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals... And the team still looking for the first win: Jaguars, Lions, Jets, Colts, and Giants. So we got Week Four, you know, here in a few days. Well, kicking off tonight, technically. But uh, well, the Jags can try and get off that list tonight as they play. It's it's Lawrence versus Burrow tonight. I can't, I'm watching that right, game. Right? Yeah. That's gonna be awesome. I actually so, have
1: a decent amount of fantasy guys in this game. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, it, well, Jamar
0: Chase is flying off of benches everywhere I now. I wish I had him.
1: I don't have him anywhere, yeah. honestly, but I do wish I had him. Well, even
0: in my small six man league, now he's been picked up. And that, you know, that wasn't a guy who yeah. was even. I, I don't. Th- he might have been drafted and then dr- released. I don't know. But uh, I have a lot of
1: James Robinson
0: and Tyler Boyd, which Higgins is out. So Boyd's a. Boyd's step. A, yeah. A he's getting right more targets. Right yeah. All right. So we're going to glide into some quick. Quick NCAA football. Do you have anything else NFL?
1: No, that's that's it. Well, the one, I had one other one other thing that I wanted to talk about, I guess, was the the Manning cast on Monday Night Football, which there was a good Monday Night game.
0: The flip up. Like, oh yeah, there was. No, no,
1: no. It was the Sunday Night game that was really good. The Niners Packers. The Niners
0: Packers. Yeah. The, Monday, Monday Night game was, was, was actually blowout. a blowout, which yeah. I
1: think is where. Cause you and I and Sketty kind of talked about the Manning cast a little bit and like, you didn't really like it, but I think this is where it shines a little bit when you have a blowout and you don't as a side show, as a side thing. It's kind of fun to flip over to that then.
0: Who'd he flip off?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to, um, just, um, he was, he was acting like the Philly. He said a, a kid, like a, 12-year-old kid gave him the double bird. Eli did. Yeah. And he like went like that at first, but then Peyton egged him on. He said, oh, do it, do it. And he did it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> and then he did it. And then he had to, like... When they came back from commercial, he like sheepishly apo- was apologizing yeah. and stuff because oh, you yeah. like, could tell ESPN was ESPN like...
0: ESPN <laughs> smacked his wiener yeah. on that one a little bit. But he's yeah. so
1: obviously the little brother. Like, yeah. it's so... Because Peyton just eggs him on to do he stuff. Did <laughs> he did it. He did it. <laughs> and then he had to apologize, and it was so funny.
0: Oh, it was man. while Chris Long was yeah, on, I need Yeah, I, I need to tune into that. Like, if that's a close game, it, I'm going back. The, I'm the going first back thing, to the... Raiders. The first thing that week one, when I was watching it, remember what I told you happened? Yes. There was that play that was a fumble. Right. That uh, Shit, I don't even remember who played week one, Monday Night Football, but there was a fumble. raiders It, it, it would have been an interception, actually. Raiders-Ravens, yeah. Yes. And... Uh, Humphrey, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. The ball rolled off of the receiver on the ground into his hands. He doesn't realize it. He spikes it down. They call it incomplete. The dude intercepted the ball and the Manning's like, I'm listening to them and I'm like, holy shit. Did you guys, you know, I didn't say, did you guys see that to the Manning's, but I'm in, you know, I'm like, I'm certain that was an interception and the Manning's never even touched on it. They were talking about fuck. I don't even know what, but that was when I was like, uh, I need to listen to the actual games because I know those guys would be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, this is what just happened. Right. So, yeah, I, I do need to give it another chance. Well, though, for I sure. think
1: if the Bills are on, or like if your team's on, or if, or if it's a close game, I'm yeah. flipping over to the regular cast every right. time, and yeah. I agree with that. But yeah. I think this is this is a case where it can kind of. I think it needs to stay hand. as a side act, though. I hope ESPN doesn't like try to make this like the. Because then I think the it normal, would, I, yeah, because I think it would get a little bit annoying. Like a taste of it's good. I think I think yeah. it's something fun and different. I wonder what way. the
0: rating differential is. Yeah, that's, I mean. that is curious. I know the Manning ratings are they're good. I know that. Right? I'm yeah. Sure Monday Night Football is regular, but I think it needs to
1: stay this way as a yeah. si- as a side gig. like yeah. I, And have both. I, I like it that well, way. Well, they're
0: getting ratings on their own two stations, so I'm sure they will because mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt them to have you know to make it one at this point. If they're getting good, if if they have 5 million viewers here and 6 million viewers here. ESPN still has 11 million viewers. right? So I don't know. The that. one thing I
1: loved that Peyton said in this, I, my last thing I'll bring up is that, do you remember when the um, the Cowboys were down and they had a chance, they could have kicked a field goal to put them up 16, and they, got to, they, got, they were at the goal line, got the yeah. fourth down, when, and they went for it on fourth down. Where
0: Dak got in but didn't get in. Is that the one you're talking about? No,
1: I think he threw a touchdown. Oh, okay. He ended up throwing, the they touchdown. scored on this one. They scored okay. on it. Yeah. Okay. They were up thirteen. Could have it got to fourth down on the goal line, and they ended up going for it, and because it, if if they kicked the field goal, it would have put them up sixteen. Right. So it was only it was what it was was it was a difference between two scores and three scores, and like the 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 stats and whatever's tell you to go for the three scores because right two scores you're already up two scores and yeah. So. But Peyton said, Peyton said, what's he, he, he disagreed with it? He said, you should kick the field goal here because you got two scores of two two point conversions, which is tough. Yeah. And he said, he said, so what play is going to work here? Which it ended up working, so it didn't actually sound as good. He's like, you already ran three plays. You already ran your best play. You didn't just save your best play for fourth down. <laughs> he's like, "He's," he, which I was like, that's kind of a good point. Yeah. Like, if your first three times you didn't get in, what play are you going to run now that right. you didn't get in? You already ran your best plays. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah, like, that's, "That's." I guess that's a fair point and kind of a good way to look at it. You're running – your best plays on the first three times. Like, yeah. what's
0: going to work now? But then they did end
1: up scoring, so it kind of ruined the point a ruined, little bit. Yeah. But
0: but, that is but I was point. like, that is And kind that's of something he would point. know. Right. And that's the other cool thing about listening to those two guys is they, they aren't very far removed, you know? Yeah. And just think about, like, how everybody loves listening to Romo. Right. It's the same thing. And it's because they can... They're telling you more about the game than where the guy went to college and what his 40 time was. Yep. You know, they're telling you... This is the type of play they're going to be looking at here. This is the type of defense. This is what he's seeing now. He's calling an audible. That's why everybody loves listening to Tony Romo.
1: Yep. And Talib's picking up a lot of steam now. Is he Talib? Yeah, he's been broadcasting on Fox with Gus Johnson. Oh, which Gus is awesome too. Everybody yeah, Gus loves. Is good. Everybody loves Gus. He did the kick six, and he was like flipping out about that when the Jags. Oh yeah, the Jaguars in, game. Yeah, and somebody was like, "Someone check on Gus Johnson." He was like going nuts. <laughs>
0: All right, so some college football, not much. Just real quick, go over a few things like we do each week. Uh, Two ranked teams fall to unranked teams. Number 25, Kansas State, loses to unranked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's now ranked. Uh, Number 21, North Carolina, loses to unranked Georgia Tech. Sam Howell's draft stock continues to, I think, kind of plummet. He was looked at as what would be the number one quarterback coming into this year's draft class. Two losses, and he hasn't played great. He played worse in the first loss. He didn't play terrible in this Mm -hmm. one as far as like turning the ball over and everything. But and I think Rattler was the other guy, and he hasn't played
1: great either. Yeah, Oklahoma's. Yeah, so so both of those guys were like top top guys going into this draft and haven't played.
0: I wanted uh, West Virginia money line this past weekend against Oklahoma, and I forgot which ended up being a good thing because they lost, but they were in that game the whole way. So even if I had made that bet and lost, I still would have been like, I'm okay with it because they were there. Like, I I wasn't far off from winning that one. You know, it wasn't like I took West Virginia money line. They were, fuck, like getting 13 right? something like that. And then, you know, they ended up getting pounded. So, yeah, Oklahoma's a tad bit overrated, I'm thinking, at this point. Uh, So, two games uh, with the top 25 teams playing each other. Number 16, Arkansas defeats number 7, Texas A&M, 20-10. And number 12, Notre Dame defeats number 18, Wisconsin. I did my best uh, troll job on the podcast page on some other pages on Facebook. Uh, Because I put... Somebody said something about Wisconsin, and I said, well, losing to Notre Dame is a good scale because now you know Wisconsin can't be seriously considered for the college football playoff. I was like, because uh, if they lose to Notre Dame, and we know Notre Dame's never a serious contender in the football playoff, they just make it every year. But they, you know, I was like, so it's a good stick, and Notre Dame fans would just want fucking bananas on me. But uh, my favorite thing that happened in college football this weekend Could be a Things That Sting piece, but we have so much in there that I'm just dashing it in right now. Mm -hmm. Ohio State linebacker, Kavon Pope. Did you see this? He walked off. He got told to sub out, He's pissed about it, took off his gear, tossed it in the crowd, left, tweets, good luck to my teammates, fuck Ohio State. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) He's off the team. (laughs) <laughs> nice There's no no return from that one Shows up for Michigan next week <laughs> Yeah Yeah <laughs> He Yeah so that was hilarious He just Pissed, pissed off they're Throws his the shit in the wow. crowd Leaves And then just tweets That's out Fuck Ohio State Perfect Yeah was Okay So Yeah he's uh, Currently not on a college football roster uh, Quick updated top 10 Number 1 Alabama 2 Georgia 3 Oregon 4 Penn State 5 Iowa 6 Oklahoma Seven Cincinnati, eight Arkansas, nine Notre Dame, ten Florida, and some good matchups this weekend. Ranked opponents. We have number two Georgia hosting number eight Arkansas. It's gonna be a really, really That's, fun one to watch.
1: Yeah, Arca- I like the way Arkansas, Arkansas
0: runs the ball really, really well. That's gonna be a good one. That g- yeah.
1: is gonna be maybe who has the best chance against Bam. Who, Georgia? Well the winner of that one's gonna yeah. be Yeah.
0: I agree with that. Number, number seven Cincinnati. Travels to South Bend and plays number nine Notre Dame. So that's another good one because Cincinnati's the team that's, you know, not uh, in a power conference. Everybody says you don't belong, you don't belong, um, which, I mean, I don't think beating Notre Dame will say that they belong, but it'll be fun to watch. A couple
1: weeks ago I watched them play Indiana, and that was a good game. Indiana's a tough team, and they, they, they beat them, and that was a Yeah, Cincinnati's for, good.
0: They're, they're tough. Yeah. No doubt about that. Number one Alabama hosts number 12 Ole Miss. Some good headlines in that one with Where's Lane Kiffin. Uh, oh, they' hosting. It. Yep, in that, Bama. In, a, in Bama. So Lane Kiffin, who knows Nick Saban, so that could turn out being a lot better of a game than you know we would have thought. So uh, that's about it for college football, though. Just gonna see what transpires this weekend. The the top twenty five is always just shuffling around, so it's I just that's why I just give the top ten because I'd be writing. You know, yeah. One thing like.
1: I did send you guys yesterday was there was an announcement that the um, NCAA agreed to look
0: at the targeting rules this yes, offseason. That's right, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to put that in my notes when you sent that to me, and I wanted to look up, and I forgot to, uh, how many players have been ejected so far this season. It seems like I've seen a lot of it. Uh, I don't shitload. I
1: don't watch a ton of college football. Like, a lot of times I have stuff going on on Saturdays. Yeah. So like, no, they're just, getting booted out of games have, left and right. It seems like there's been a lot this year, yeah.
0: So that's good that they're going to evaluate that and try and maybe come up with a better solution. Because I still stand by my take that college football has that right as opposed to the NFL, where it's just, well, look, looked helmet to helmet, throw a flag. Right. They at least review it, get the call right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fix the ejection thing. There, there has to be some sort of better route, whether it's a that's his first penalty, uh, you know, just like unsportsmanlike conduct in the NFL. You get a second one, you're ejected. Yep. Yeah. Um, or
1: if if they deem that it wasn't an egregious one like like we said like with the flagrants in the NBA Right. Yeah. if they're like that one was definitely a yeah that a tar- was bad. A tar- that was a targeting too it he was, was really trying bad to take the guy's head yeah out. then yeah. he's gone immediately Yeah. but if if you get if you get a targeting one but if you get two targeting ones you're gone or yeah. something like that no
0: i'm i'm on board with that for sure uh so just uh, switching it up here Ryder Cup USA defeats Europe 19 to 9 A lot of things I'm reading because that's like the second U.S. victory in I don't know how many years. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, But from what I was reading, uh, they kind of are saying probably an end of an era for the Europeans just beating the shit out of the United States every Ryder Cup. That team's loaded. USA is loaded.
1: They played very well, yeah. Uh,
0: Bryson and Brooks hug it out. So I think our dream of seeing them fist fight on a tee box is probably – out the window at yeah, this point. Like,
1: they needed like um, they needed Bryson to like play for the Europeans or something. Yeah, <laughs> the rivalry is good for golf. <laughs> really, it is.
0: Yeah, they just right. Ryder Cup team blew it, <laughs> <laughs> ruined.
1: Yeah, I think he played a little better than Brooks in this. And Bryson
0: Ray. played really well. Yeah. Drove the green on one on Sunday. I was watching that live when it happened, and then drains a, a fucking put. thirty yeah. foot eagle putt. I did see that. Yeah. Uh Did you see? Um, oh, well, I didn't write down the guy's name, but some some golf writer or analyst is all pissed off at Bryson saying that he was classless. uh did you see the putter lay down that he did? No, I did not, so this was Saturday. I believe yeah, I'm gonna go with Saturday uh he has a putt that's like three footer They'd been conceding those that's kind of the it's a gentleman's agreement, you know, mm-hmm. pick it up uh. The Europeans made him putt it. He was fucking irate about it. So he drains, drains the putt, lays his putter head down in the cup and lays his putter down to show it was in, you know, the circle of friendship, as we call it, and literally lays his putter down and then just turns around and stares down the two European guys. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> like pissed. So, uh, yeah, he's getting a lot of bad publicity for that. I loved it. I thought it was fucking hysterical. that He just cans the putt, lays his putter down, and stares stares down the the two European guys. I did That's see funny. something
1: about one of the Europeans was, like, hitting a shot on a hill or something and, like, rolled down. I think it was Shane Lowry, maybe, or something. He, like, rolled down the hill or something well, like
0: that. Uh, I can't remember if it was Spath or Spieth or who it was, but... One of them made, like, a crazy shot where after he hit it, he took, like, multiple steps back, almost went into the lake. But it was, like, turned out to be, like, the shot of the tournament. Didn't help him on the whole. But, uh, yeah, one last note, Ryder Cup, Dustin Johnson, DJ, 5-0, cleaned up. Just played outside of his brain. Uh, so that was cool. But, yeah, what a great time for the Americans to get a win on United States soil. So, oh. I have one last thing before we end the opening segment. Do you have more? I think I
1: had one more, or maybe two more
0: notes. I can go real quick. They won't even Go ahead. On. And okay. then we'll end on um something we never talk about. Okay.
1: Uh one thing, I think it was two nights ago I watched was the uh it's the 20th anniversary of pardon pardon the interruption.
2: Oh. And they with had uh, a wild bond and they, yeah, and they had a
1: special on on ESPN the other night. It was two nights ago, I think it was a one hour special on how it started and how yeah. it progressed over the years. And it was very, it was really good. And, and it just, they're like, they're the, the ratings they get at five, five 30, they're like, they're like the only other person that gets those types of ratings is Oprah. At five, that's uh, Judge not, Judy. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what they said. And
0: like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. The, and how that show just blew up and yeah. like, it kind of and and it was it was a very good it was a very good special. If it's ever on, they'll think. probably replay
0: it. Yeah, and, they might even have it on demand or something. Like right? That. Yeah, yeah. like I would like to watch that because I love those two guys. Yeah, it was really good. Good night, yeah. Canada. Yeah, <laughs> it was and a they, good one. And I actually, I'm pretty pretty confident the reason he says good night Canada is because it's aired there at a different time. And that's why he says that. Right. Because it's like later at night is when it airs in Canada or something like that. I see. I do um, uh,
1: And then the other one, just a little bit of baseball stuff, was um, the National League's pretty much wrapped up now. The the Cardinals have – well, last night their streak finally ended at 16
0: wins. Did you see the text I sent you? Yeah, I did see it. Yep. Good hot tip. <laughs> Kylie sends me a tip. Cardinals benched, benched all their starters. starters. I'm like, oh, FanDuel, here <laughs> yeah. I come.
1: They clinched the night before. So and, been, yeah. So so, but they still had their winning streak going. But, right. But they didn't care. But they didn't care once yeah, they clinched. They popped the That's champagne smart. the
0: night before and they were. Yeah. Like, Guys are hungover. They let them sit. <laughs> and I won money because of it. Because you send me that three starters out. I'm like, they're playing Milwaukee. And I'm looking at the line and I'm like, the money or the minus one and a half? What did I say it was? Plus one fifty seven or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, how's that so high still? And Milwaukee benching won all them last night. Yeah. yeah, so they covered ended the sixteen game win streak. Well, I made the bet. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm that's when my brain started working, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, why is that line still like that? If they bench all these the guys, so that's when I text you. I'm like, Milwaukee's sitting everybody too.
1: It wasn't everybody, but they did have a couple guys, a couple guys out. out. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So they. 16 game streak ended but that was enough to lock up the National League is like is set now yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, here come uh I think the plan for next episode too will be you're going to have like a good spotlight on what's going on in baseball cuz we're going to we'll be into what probably a couple games into the wild card, right?
1: Yeah, it'll be the wild card games will probably be over. We'll probably be starting the divisional. Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, I so, look
1: yeah, because I think Monday night's going to be a big sports night. We have—I can't remember who the Monday night game is, but there's going to probably be wild card games.
0: Oh, I don't have it up there Mon- yet.
1: But Monday night, there's probably going to be wild card games going on too. So that's going to be a big sports night Monday night.
0: That'll be a three TV night. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, National League's pretty much locked up. You got um the Braves locked up the East, um Milwaukee locked up the Central, and the Giants and Dodgers. They just both keep winning every game, but the Giants are hanging on to that lead. Yeah. Either way, one of them's going to get a wild card, and one of them's going to get. And then uh, St. Louis now locked up the other wild card. And the American League, you still got a big
0: mess. Yeah, going. it's a train wreck. It, it, I, well, I texted you the other night. I was like, the Astros lost like three straight. I'm like, they really just are trying not to make the playoffs right now. The or? Mariners or yeah, the Mariners
1: they're a half game out now in in the wild card. And I yeah, they're a half game behind the Red Sox. The Yankees pretty much have it locked up one yeah. of the wild cards. They're up like two, two or three. They two and lost last night. The they Blue did lose they're last playing night. playing the Blue Jays. That's yeah. A,
0: that was a big loss. But the Blue
1: Jays are like four games behind them, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Yankees, that sweep over the Red Sox over was the weekend huge. was big. That yeah. almost locked them up a wild card pretty close, unless they just completely blow it here. But Red Sox are in the other wild card right now. Mariners are a half game back. Um, and, then, and then you got um, – Toronto, Toronto, who's, I think they're a gamer. If the Mariners
0: somehow slide into the playoffs, they will break what is currently the longest sports drought of a team not making the playoffs.
1: Yep. And they're also, I saw their run differential is like they're, they've scored 50 less runs than their opponent, which is pretty, (laughs) which is pretty weird. So they're winning a lot of games and they're losing blowouts. Right. They're like 16 or 17 games over 500. Yeah.
0: All right. Is that? Yeah, good. that's it. Yeah, yes. and so that we'll, was just a little, little quick wrap. Like up I said, we'll, uh, we'll definitely dedicate some good time into that next week. Yeah, but t- watch this weekend. That
1: American League race is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, there, it is. There could be there could be like a we. I sent you guys a oh, thing about like, the, like a like a four way tie or three yeah. way tie that could make extra wild card games. Yeah, which would be fun.
0: The, a in to a game one sixty three. Right. Yeah. Right. Basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which would be fun. Which would make even more chaos and fun.
0: So, I was told the other day, they said, you guys never talk about hockey. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. (laughs) But I I made two notes this week to talk about hockey, okay? Okay. And I'm going to make a a proposition to you also, Kylie. Well, first of all, uh, you know, locally, we have the Sabres and the Penguins, of course. But big news in Buffalo, Jack Eichel fails his physical, stripped of captaincy, just turning into a complete dick uh i don't care because i'm not a sabers fan are you a sabers fan? i am a
1: sabers fan but <sighs> but i but i too
0: that ruins my proposition
1: well you you tried to get me to be a vegas
0: night fan well you. we're switching gears okay <laughs>
1: we're gonna go with the kraken we're going
0: with the kraken can we be seattle fans I, okay actually no hold on you tried to do this with the night like, should, we should have done vegas because they're good yeah they're good well here's what i think okay I never want to go to Seattle. That place is a nightmare. But the Kraken is an awesome name. It's one of my favorite spiced rums. Uh, I don't have a favorite hockey team. I can't be called a bandwagoner if I just start rooting for the Kraken. There can't can't be many hockey
1: teams that don't have an S at the end of their...
0: Minnesota Minnesota Wild, (laughs) Tampa Bay Lightning... I think that's it. Avalanche? Avalanche. Yep. Good call. We went over that but once. They do didn't call we? them the Avs a lot. The too, Avs, so. yeah. There's an S there. Yeah, they don't call them the Wilds. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Or the Lightnings. Or the Cracks. The Cracks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be a Seattle Kraken fan.
1: I can't I've been a Sabres fan for a long time, honestly. Right, my uncle see, my uncle's a big Sabres fan. Will, unfortunately, because it's do torture.
0: This, I will take this adventure on my own. Uh I'm going to get a t-shirt because they have a cool logo. Uh, but that way, when's hockey start? Soon, like a couple weeks. Two, like maybe yeah, they're two in preseason weeks. right yeah, now, they already, right? They
1: started preseason right. like two nights ago. So,
0: so there. There will be hockey talk on here because. And NBA is only a few weeks away too. And if I start talking about the Kraken, we could possibly be the first podcast that talks about the Kraken. Like <laughs> regularly, you know, like we're not a cracking podcast, but they like to the crack, and that's what the idiots in Seattle will say. I don't talk about hockey much because
1: I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't really know. Yeah, much I, about same
0: hockey. here. Yeah, I don't know a ton about I, it. I
1: follow it a little bit, but I don't really know much. Like, I, I rode in a car with a Maybe whoever suggests lunch. that, we need a hockey guy.
0: We We need a hockey guy. That's a good point. We're going to look for a hockey guy. We'll just have him like call in every couple of weeks right. give so, us an update. Yeah, what the fuck's, fuck's happening in the NHL? Yeah. Then that guy will tell us. And then we'll be informed. Uh Yeah. All right, See Seattle Kraken, Kraken. that's my team. We need a Barry Melrose. We do need a Barry Melrose. <laughs> I'm going to look in We're going to look at We're looking for a hockey guy. <laughs> if you guys know a hockey guy, uh taking applications. Taking so Yeah, send a message to the Facebook page uh with your qualifications. And you can become our hockey guy who will call you like once every couple of weeks and you just give us like a 10 minute deposition on what the fuck's happening in the NHL. And then everybody will know. So, th- okay, that's good. That's a great way to end this segment. Looking for a hockey guy? If you know one, apply within. We'll be back with This Week in Sports History. Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's pizza. Order the best pizza in the Times Observer, reader's choice every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, straboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455.
2: Hi. This is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need, when you need it.
0: Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. All right, we're back this week in sports history. I made an error in the opening segment and I forgot to give a shout out to our fantastic sponsor. The opening segment was brought to you by Naples. hungry watching the game. Call Napoli's at 814-723-7455 open seven days a week, 11 a.m. 10 p.m. Located in North Warren pickup or delivery available. It's my favorite pizza of all time. Uh, yeah, they're the opening segment sponsor, and I just totally whiffed on that one. Uh, but this week, yeah, it's just a late mention, and they're thrown in with sports history, which is brought to you by Your Daily Local, the news you need when you need it. Didn't forget them. My apologies, Napoli's. I'll do better. <laughs> uh This week, what did we say we were talking about? The Pittsburgh drug trials in 1985. Leave it to the city of Pittsburgh to be slinging cocaine all over Major League Baseball. Nothing surprises me anymore, you know, about that town. Just don't get mad at me, Kylie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not,
1: I'm, either, I'm only one Pittsburgh team. That's true. Yeah. So I'm, not a full, I'm not a full black the, and
0: yellow guy battling Bucks. Oh, yeah. So this is interesting. I didn't get to watch the 30 for 30 on it, unfortunately, but I did a lot of reading. Uh, And what amazes me the most about the Pittsburgh drug trials in 1985 is this is dubbed one of the uh, biggest scandals in Major League Baseball history. And I've never heard about it until uh, that sports history segment a couple or last week or whenever. Right. And I hadn't
1: honestly until I watched the 30. So
0: and there's a reason for that because it didn't affect the outcome of games or anything like that. The MLB did an extremely good PR job hiding the shit out of this, like literally keeping it out of the spotlight. And that is why easier back then. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. No social media. Right. Yeah. A lot easier, but that's amazing to me that, you know, uh, I, I could not believe it when I was, when I read about this and was like, I had no idea that all this is going on. So we're going to get into it a little bit. Uh, the Pittsburgh drug trials in 1985 were dubbed a catalyst for MLB-related, co- uh, co- an MLB-related cocaine scandal. Uh, Pirate, Pittsburgh Pirates players, Dale Barra, Lee Lacey, Dave Parker, uh, other notable Major League Baseball players, Willie Akins, uh, Vita Blue, Keith Hernandez, Tim Raines, uh, who Tim Raines, obviously, everybody's you know, most people our age know who that is. Keith Hernandez, a lot of people know. Uh They were all called before a Pittsburgh grand jury, and their testimony at the grand jury led to the Pittsburgh drug trials, uh, which made national headlines in September in 1985. Eleven players end up suspended. However, the suspensions were commuted in exchange for fines, drug testing, and community service. I found out that the fines that they imposed were actually percentages of their weekly salary. So it wasn't like a set amount, like you owe this, you know, your fine is $25,000, like, you know, you'd see now. Uh, they actually just took a cut of their salary. Um, so to get into the testimony a little bit, ex-pirate John Milner talked about getting amphetamines from Hall of Famers Willie Mays and Willie Stargill and claimed he bought two grams of cocaine for $200 in the bathroom stalls at Three Rivers Stadium during a Pirates and Astros game in 1980. Leave the Astros out of this. They were working on their uh, camera technology back then So for the great scandal of 2015. Keith Hernandez revealed that three years of cocaine use... Uh, or I'm sorry, Keith Hernandez revealed that he used cocaine for three years adding that about 40% of MLB players were using cocaine in the early 1980s. Tim Raines admitted to keeping a gram of coke in his uniform pocket that he would snort during the games and stated that he only slid headfirst into bases so that he didn't break the vial that was in his pocket. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. Yeah. Testimony also revealed that even the Pittsburgh Pirate parrot... No. Kevin Cock was a buyer and introduced a few of the ballplayers to a local drug dealer in Pittsburgh. The fucking parrot. This is ruining my childhood. This whole thing. But it's no wonder he's fucking all amped up, dancing out of the dugout. You, it, you know, it. Doing his be air humping. and wearing whatever.
1: that fucking thing all
0: through. Yeah, and he could do it right inside of there. Nobody would ever know. You know, he cut the arm loose from the sleeve. He pulls the vial out. Pulls the vial out. Do a a little line while you're... Yeah. Unbelievable. While you're getting a picture taken with one of the kids? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You (laughs) just rest (laughs) the loose arm on the kid's shoulder. Nobody would ever know. Uh, So the verdict in all of this is basically what what came out of the Pittsburgh drug trials was that Curtis Strong uh, was the main player, uh, and six men from the Pittsburgh area were all convicted uh, of you know, what would be the equivalent now to like possession with intent to deliver. They were drug dealers. Uh, suspensions were, like I said, they were commuted a percentage of the salary, uh, and community service for the players who were, who were involved, uh, in the aftermath, some players like Dave Parker and Keith Hernandez rejuvenated their careers and, and, you know, went on to continue playing really good baseball. Uh didn't work out that same way for a handful of the others. Rod Scurry died seven years after the trials of a cocaine-related heart attack, and he was only 36 years old. Willie Akins was convicted in 1994 of selling crack and sentenced to 20 years. Uh, he was released in 2008. Larry Sorensen, after his sixth DUI convinc- uh, conviction, uh, had a two-year... S- a two got a two year sentence in two thousand five. So he's still, you know, struggling with substance abuse. Uh, Alan Wiggins died in nineteen ninety one after contracting HIV by way of sharing needles during drug use. So four players who were all involved in the testimony uh, at the drug trials or at the grand jury. The other thing
1: they noted on that thirty for thirty is this was the same um, around the same time as the Len Bias death. What's that? The the uh, number one overall pick to the Celtics that he died like two days after he got drafted.
0: I don't remember that.
1: Oh, of cocaine overdose. No shit. Yeah. Oh, so he, yeah, he was like one well, of the best, co- yeah, the best I'm, college players of all time.
0: Crack and crack cocaine. I mean, that was like the jam in the eighties. Yeah, Bias was,
1: Bias was like Len Bias was like supposed to be like the he was like supposed to be like next like Kevin. He was like back then he was like Kevin Durant. Or, yeah, like, he was like in the, the Celtics took him number one overall. He died, like, two days after the draft of a cocaine. That's overseas. crazy.
0: Did they do a redraft? No. So the Celtics got fucked. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. But, yeah, I mean, that, that was in all of Hollywood, pro sports. I mean, that was – cocaine was big. That was the yeah. E thing back then. I mean, it no. spilled over into the early 90s. Yep, and the 80s, early 90s. Yeah, so. All, all right. right. That's, That's it. it. It was a quick – quick little bit on uh, the Pittsburgh drug trials the this weekend sports history is brought to you by your daily local the news you need when you need it log on and check them out we're going to be back with the things that sting stick around
2: It's now time for The Things That Sting, the worst stories in sports according to Joe.
0: Hi everybody, welcome back to Things That Sting. Uh, Like I said in the opening chatter, we have uh, quite a few things to go over today. It's brief, most of them, but still, you know, five, six or so different little incidents we're going to talk about. Uh, In my notes, I wrote old business. We're going to treat this like a board meeting old business Evander Kane former uh we you know we talked about him on an episode a while ago with his uh it was in late July his wife Anna Kane accuses uh Evander Kane of gambling on hockey throwing games in order to win bets uh that investigation is complete the NFL Uh, Launched the investigation, uncovered no evidence to corroborate the allegations, and noted in it that Anna also was unwilling to participate in the investigation, which leads me to believe she was just a pissed off wife because he was partying in Europe. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, That or she just said too much at the time. They mended, you know, they fixed themselves or their relationship, and now she's you know, unwilling to elaborate on what she had discussed. So that case is closed. Evander Kane escapes the things that sting pretty much uh, unharmed, I would say. Got investigated for gambling, unfounded. Trevor Bauer, while we're staying in old business. Uh, this isn't really an update on his case as much as it is an article that I found that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh Sports Illustrated did an article where they called in BDSM experts <laughs> to weigh in. Uh so apparently there's a couple professors, one at University of Memphis and one at Carleton University, who uh are experts in bondage. And they broke down, you know, the stuff that they know so far, which was basically uh, the quote that they really hammered on was one of the texts that the female sent to Bauer where she said, give me all the pain. Uh, the experts, the bondage experts said that that doesn't basically give consent for everything and anything. Cause what does that mean? They said it's too broad of a statement. Uh, did she mean she would have been okay with Bauer cutting her or burning her? Uh, when they basically stated that when she said she likes it rough, that should be the beginning of the conversation, not the say-all, not the, you know, uh, that should have been the, the start of it. Uh, and obviously, once you're unconscious, you're unable to give consent. So it was just some of the notes that they had on it. And uh, something else I found out was that uh, Bauer was accused in ohio of 2020 of something similar by a female i did not know that yeah so there's uh there's actually a a case prior to this one similar of Bauer being rough with a a female in a sexual manner so that was pretty much it like i said i just thought it was interesting that sports illustrated went as far as finding Experts on sexual pain to weigh weigh in on this case. Uh, so moving on to the the this actually could have been on the things that sing last week. I forgot about it, so I noted it as last week. But it's new business because we haven't talked about it yet. And this isn't necessarily somebody who is in trouble or anything, but just as much as I thought this was so stupid, Aaron Jones loses his necklace scoring a touchdown in the game against Detroit. Did you see this? Yes. He loses a necklace that holds his dad's ashes that are in the shape of a football, and he lost it on a TD. A Packers trainer finds it at 2 a.m. with a photo going viral of an empty stadium and just that trainer looking for it. So does Aaron Jones give a fuck about this necklace or not? Cause I, if I lose that, aren't you out looking for it, like after the game? Yeah, I guess if you, I
1: guess if you cared enough, or maybe, or maybe yeah, it's your dad's ashes. You're wearing right.
0: them around your neck,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I know I have, I have ashes of my stepfather, which I have like a whole. Like he probably could have got another necklace. He probably has more of them. And, yeah, and probably could have just replaced the necklace with and put more ashes in it. Okay, though. Like that's probably just you're got grounding me on
0: this one a little, a little bit. bit. Go okay. on.
1: Like that's just my thoughts. Like that's my thought process right now as you're bringing this up. Well, I just and think it's I
0: bullshit that this guy guy's out there by himself looking for this necklace. necklace. Aaron Jones should have been see, helping him. I can see that. Like well, why? Or uh, or maybe you know, the, it, I don't know this guy might
1: just care that much about it. Or maybe maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, maybe Jones was like, right. oh, we'll find it. Hopefully, we'll find it." Like in his interview and stuff. But it's like, who the fucks we? Because this trainer's out there by himself. There's a picture of it. And Aaron Jones is probably right. out getting bombed because they just beat the shit out of Detroit Monday night in Lambo. So ridiculous. I don't know. I just thought that annoyed me. I was like... Yeah, maybe. And I don't know.
1: I don't know for sure. I'm just... That's to be to be devil's advocate a little no, bit. No,
0: I appreciate you. Because a little bit. That, that's just that a, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, maybe he had more. Maybe he had more. Because he did make might make not it. be the only... Because there's probably only a small amount of ashes. Yeah, and he made a comment that if he, if, if that's where, where they got, got lost, that's where his dad, dad would want to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, but still so, I just was like, get your ass out there. You get your ass out there and you find that fucking dog. Right. Yeah. So that's what pissed just pissed me off. So that, that things that sting that stung me, I was upset. That poor trainer. All right. New business. Oh, he loved it. He loved the publicity. Who, the trainer? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> New business, Jeffrey Jordan, son of the goat, Michael Jordan, 32-year-old son of Michael Jordan, arrested in Arizona for assaulting hospital staff. Jordan was transported to the hospital after falling and striking his head against a table at a bar in Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale PD was actually already on scene for an unrelated incident, uh, and after you know they, their attention was drawn by a crowd who said, hey, get over here, Jordan had fell and struck his head. Uh, There's no discussion of alcohol. And actually, from what I read, it could have been a medical issue. Like, possibly, I don't want to speculate, but like a seizure or something that would, you know, cause you to collapse. So, Jordan then gets to uh, the hospital he's transported to in Scottsdale, where he then assaults one of the healthcare professionals um, and was. This is what I didn't understand. And maybe this is an Arizona thing, but this makes no fucking sense to me at all. He was arrested for aggravated assault. However, he has not been formally charged, and it is pending a district attorney uh, review. So I don't understand how he was arrested but hasn't been charged. That makes no sense to me, because when you... I mean, if you arrest somebody, you take them into custody, then you charge them. just—I don't know. Maybe their order of operations is a little bit different. Maybe they, say, hey, this is what is happening. Well, I no—I guess that does make sense because we file charges. Like we tell people they're under arrest, but then we release them and say charges. You know, we're filing charges on you. We let them know that. So maybe that does make sense. But the, the depending a DA investigation, uh. And that doesn't surprise me either, because given this could be the outcome of a medical issue there, I'm not going to say there's leeway, but there's oftentimes, uh, you know, that they'll take into consideration what his state of mind was when this was happening or, uh, you know, just different things like that. The circumstance, the totality of the circumstances is, you know, did he, was he angry? Did he intentionally do this? Was he flailing? kicking and screaming because he was coming out of whatever state of mind he was in when he collapsed and he didn't know where he was and he panicked. Like there could be a lot of, a lot of stuff there. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that and see if he is formal formally charged. Uh, Leal Collins of the Dallas Cowboys is suspended, was suspended following the week one game. Uh, It now came to light that he tried to bribe, the league's drug test collector. He missed multiple tests, uh, used funerals as an excuse for two of them, one of which is, con- I definitely know, is confirmed because it was a Dallas Cowboys employee. Uh, but yeah, didn't. Uh, then he tries to bribe the league's drug test collector. The initial suspension was five games. The NFLPA got it worked down to two. After the bribing thing came out, it went in front of an arbitrator, and he ruled that it goes back to five games. So Collins is going to be out, I don't know, what's he missed now? Two games, so three more games uh, because of trying to bribe a drug test collector. Brewers relief pitcher Devin Williams punches a wall in celebration of the team uh, locking up the central and breaks his hand, probably gonna miss all of the playoffs and you said yesterday he's their best reliever, one yeah I them. mean
1: yeah him and hater but uh, okay. he's been very very good the last two years yeah he was a rookie last year he's known as the airbender, he has one of the best change ups in baseball,
0: so punches the wall, done.
1: Uh I have a the similar bender. I heard somebody say, Andrew Morrison text me and said sent me that Hand bender? because <laughs> he, he's known as the airbender. He said that he sent me that the clip of it of the article and he says the hand bender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's a idiot move. Uh I made the same idiot move my freshman year of football. We were visiting Titusville and Uh, When we were running out onto the field, guys were kind of like punching the end zone goalpost cover. You know, get fired up. We're ninth graders, about ready to kick some ninth grade ass. Uh, And I definitely punched it and broke my hand. Realized it pretty much right away. I still played the entire game and had an interception at the end of the game. But, uh, yeah, that was... So I I feel for you, Devin Williams, because I did that once, too. I'm not a professional, though. I was in ninth grade, so it's a little more detrimental to your cause than it was to mine as a ninth grader. I just got a cast, missed a few games. Uh, But, yeah, worthy of things to sting for sure. Uh, The next two are pretty crazy. Washington State wide receiver Brandon Gray uh, is in stable condition after being shot at a large party just off the Washington State campus. The shooting left another male dead. The, that male was not a student of Washington State. The shooting is a result of a fight that broke out. A 23-year-old male has been arrested in connection to the shooting. Uh, police were responding to a noise complaint at this party when they heard the shots ring out and provided first aid. They, they found two victims, provided first aid until uh, the paramedics could arrive so the 23 year old male who has been arrested it didn't say if he was a student or not but it did note that the gun that was recovered to the scene at the scene was his uh ironically utah defensive back aaron lowe was fatally shot less than 24 hours after playing washington state so these two teams played saturday and then each had a player shot at their respective campuses, uh, or near their campuses, I should say. Uh, the shooting was at a house party. An unidentified woman was also shot, and no arrests have been made in that one. So I thought that was crazy, though, because I was reading uh, you know, about Brandon Gray, and then I get to the Utah shooting, and that's when I was... Found out, because I went back, because I was like, I know he, the the article I read said he just played a game Saturday. It didn't say against who, so I went to the score app, and I'm like, wonder who they played. And sure enough, they played Washington State. So each of those teams play each other Saturday, have a guy shot, one killed, one in stable condition. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. So, yeah, it was, like I said, there wasn't much to all of those stories, but there was a lot going on this week for that segment uh so we're going to take a break we'll be back with my hive with kel renzel on the hotline telling us about his toronto blue jays groundskeeping summer stick around hi this is ryan klein the host of the new pop culture podcast me myself and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts,
2: and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today.
0: My Hive, Joe's very own world of sports. Hey everybody, welcome back to My Hive. As promised, on the Beehive Hotline, uh, we we took a break from the My Hive mailbag this week, although we're going to continue with that segment. Uh, but on the Beehive Hotline, follow-up caller, former guest on the show, Kelly Renzel, who is the head groundskeeper at Salem Field, which is the home of the Buffalo Bisons, but uh, Kelly got a taste of the major leagues this year, huh? Yeah, it, uh, we had the Blue Jays here for about two months and, you know, to launch an MVP and, and hopefully now a Cy Young candidate was uh, pretty neat. So, yeah, uh, I remember when we had you on the first time, it was just before you were, like, prepping, right? Mm-hmm. And then now, so they, how long did they play down there? Or up there, I should say. They played about two say. months.
2: Yeah, they played for about two months and then we had about, Two and a half weeks off, and the bisons came back. From uh, beginning of August, um, I think it was August tenth through well, Sunday. This last Sunday, the September twenty sixth was, was our last home game.
0: And that was when the Jays went back to Canada, right?
2: Yeah, Jays went back to Canada. Um, you know, border kind of loosened a little bit, and restrictions came a little easier. And you know, they were kind of they wanted to go home. They're having some success here, but you know. Their need to go home back to the fans and, and back to them was, was definitely priority number one at some point this season.
0: Sure. So, tell us about it. How was it? Working with the the Jays and their staff, uh, their players, uh, what you got for us?
2: It, it was awesome. It was a dream come true. You know, any little kid wants to play in the big leagues. And I kind of realized that quickly at some point that I, that wasn't going to happen for me. So, getting to to change first base out for, for Vlad Guerrero Jr. this year was was pretty neat. Um, you know, being around their grounds crew and some of their front office staff and all that was just – every day I went to work, and it was it, – it, that feeling never got old. It never got tired. I never really just got, like, mentally drained. It was just an excitement to come to the ballpark and come to work every day.
0: Do you know exactly how many home games they played in Buffalo?
2: Oh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I know we had, um, we had Miami in, we had Houston in, um, Seattle came up, Texas – uh Baltimore and the Red Sox we probably had about
0: Yankees too didn't they
2: yeah Yankees too Yankees played so we probably about 25 to 30
0: games and then uh so and I mentioned it I mean this was what beginning of June I think uh I had mentioned on the podcast that I got to run into you and see you you know live in action And it's uh, one thing I learned about groundskeeping because I don't know anything about groundskeeping, especially for a baseball (laughs) field. But one thing I learned is that if the gate of entry for the grounds crew is in left field, (laughs) the head groundskeeper chooses to work on the first base area and makes his staff run all the way across the third.
2: Pretty much, yeah. I got got dibs on where I was going first, pretty much, so...
0: (laughs) Well, guess, it know, was the, it the, was the really cool. Like
2: the, the COVID situation this year, we couldn't really come out behind the plate or the dugouts to drag the infield and change bases, so we had to run out from the outfield gate. And it was doing that twice a day. You know, we got two minutes to do it. Was uh, It would get pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool because obviously in any other game I've ever attended, like when the grounds crew comes out, you know, it's in between innings, I'm reading the program, I'm talking to people in the, you know, in the stands, like, I'm, it's not something I really paid attention to. And I I have a much more, like, more respect for it now, like, I, a more of an appreciation, I shouldn't say respect, but more, I appreciate it more, because it was knowing you, you know, I know who you are, yeah. we've been friends for a long time. And it was cool watching you, you know, do your thing with your crew. And it's, it's very much uniformed like a pit crew i mean you guys are out there you know what you're supposed to do in your spot and you get the hell out of the way so the game can continue
2: yeah exactly that's the best way to put it's a pit crew we only got you know like i said we got two minutes in between innings to get bases changed out things raked up and the infield drug and it it takes a little bit of time it was funny the the transition from the big league game you know that's very on the clock there's commercials Right. So it was very, very regimented. We did have that time. We knew how much time we were going to have and all that. So when we co- switch back to the Bisons games, we come out from behind home plate to shorter run, but there's no commercials, So we're on the player's time. If that guy's ready to go in four pitches, he's ready to go in four pitches. If he's ready to go in eight pitches in between innings, he's ready to go in eight pitches. So
0: it, there's it, actually more pressure at a minor yeah. league level for you guys.
2: <laughs> so we had to work – just as quick because we never really knew how much time we were really going to have. We're at the big league level. We knew the time. The time was counting down in between innings for the commercials. We're here. We Like I said, we don't have commercials. So right. it was ready to go whenever those guys were ready to go.
0: And now is that something that like you as a head groundskeeper, like you know, hey, this pitcher's pitching tonight. We know he likes four or five pitches in between innings and that's it. Is that something you, like, pick up on and take note of so that you know, like, a month later, hey, you know, so-and-so's on the mountain tonight. We got to be quick getting our shit together. Is that, is that right? Kind of. Kind of depends on the flow of the game too. If they're, if they're nipping in the bullpen
2: a little bit, or if they get starters wearing on later in the game, he may not take as many pitches. Uh, okay,
0: all right. If, so that's you know, fair. Yeah. If
2: bullpen's in early, he may want you know reliever came in the inning before a couple more warm up pitches or and max that out just so him and the catcher can get synced up a little bit better. You know, so it just it always varies and it just kind of depends on the flow of the game.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, tell us. I know. Well, I mean, I told the Craig Biggio story, of course, which is like <laughs> still, like I said, that will forever. I, I I can't even think of any piece of memorabilia I could receive that would be better than what you got me. Uh, my favorite baseball player of all time mentions my dog in the autograph. Like I, that I was blown away by that. I still really appreciate that you did that for me. But uh, aside from Craig Biggio, what other, uh, did you have any other run-ins or encounters with players that are noteworthy? Was there any that, you know, you engaged with often that were, you know, any anything like that?
2: One of the coolest things that happened, um, we had the Buffalo Air Show was going on, and I didn't know it, you know, I'm at work, I'm in my bubble, I don't know what's going on in town, I'm still new to town, I don't know the summer events and all that kind of stuff, so... I'm watering the infield, and I just hear this roar, this massive roar. It sounds like a tornado and a hurricane combined, and I just look up, and it's four of the Blue Angels just ripping over the lake, flipping around, doing all that kind of stuff through downtown, just like little kids looking up at the Blue Angels just buzzing
0: downtown. It, It was awesome. That is cool. They were doing that for about an hour and a half.
2: They took a break the yankees were in town they were taking bp and all of a sudden they just come smoking through again and everybody stops brett gardner stanton they were all kind of hitting at that time they're taking some early work and they all stop and gardner just kind of looked at us and like what the hell was that (laughs) so it was kind of cool to see like those guys turn into little kids as well too because they were just like just in awe everybody stopped and just looked up at the sky it was so funny.
0: That is cool. Uh, how big is Aaron Judge in person?
2: He's massive.
0: <laughs> is he like one of the biggest humans is, you've ever seen? He,
2: he is huge. He's absolutely huge. We had uh,
0: Josh Allen throw out the first pitch. Great, right. take a quick picture with him. That's great. Right. He's a very very big
2: guy. So we were in the tunnel, uh, right field gate area, and he went down to throw out the first pitch. He's walking down the warning track, and we're like, man. It, Alan's a big dude. We didn't realize how big he was. And then Judge walked past, and it's like, well, uh, he's not that big because Judge is absolute monster.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, it's amazing that, and he's so athletic. You know, usually when you yeah. get guys of his size, like just all the way around his build, his height, you know, they tend to be a little bit less athletic than you know the guys who are maybe normal sized. But yeah, he's a Correct, yeah. he's an absolute freak. Uh, he was massive. Any massive, massive human any good run-ins with uh, Blue Jays players? I think you told me something. Wasn't uh, Bichette kind of like annoyed that he had to go to the All-Star game or something like that? Yeah, he, 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 you could tell he
2: wanted the days off.
0: Yeah. So he, so the yeah, All-Star he, getting getting the All-Star selection to Beau Bichette was more like a uh, shit. He was
2: just like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. You could tell he wanted the days off. <laughs>
0: What about Vlad? Uh, always, Did
2: you walk around the stadium and, you know, I go to check my mail and see if I got a package in. And, you know, you see Marcus Simeon or George Springer. It's like George Springer getting a haircut one day, you know, outside the the package room there, which is kind of funny. But
0: Random you know, place just, to get a haircut. You just see
2: the guys around it. I'm kind of, I've been doing it for 14 years now, so I'm kind of jaded to it all, you know. It's just like, yeah. yeah, whatever. But it was still pretty cool to see those guys. And, you know, they're just normal people. They just. You know, they're people just like you and me, surprisingly.
0: And you got to watch Vlad hit for however many home games, which is yeah, awesome. he was just He's a monster, too.
2: He was on a tear here, too. Every time, you know, we played at home in Buffalo, it was just he was hitting a home run. He
0: hit a sure. bomb. He, he hit a bomb. The, yeah, the day that I went up. Of course, I go. The Astros play a three-game series there. Uh, I go to the Saturday, the mid, middle game. And they lose, but they won Friday and they win Sunday. But the day I go, they have to lose. <laughs> and uh, Vlad hit a bomb that day when I was yeah. up there.
2: It was always, it felt like he was hitting a home run. Simeon was hitting a home run. It was just nonstop with those guys. Yeah. They, I still, having great years.
0: I still, uh, I mean, I can't even like put into words, of course, because we were in, uh, what did they call the section we were in? Like the, where we were separated, like in a row of twenty seats, there was, I think, what three or three areas where people could sit. There's like nine people allowed in a row of twenty. Yeah, it was kind of
2: like the unvaccinated section. Yeah, we still kind of had that at that point in time.
0: Yeah, and so that's where we got our seats at. Even though we could have been on the other side, but the other side, they're sitting right next to each other. And yeah. me and my buddy Kyle Hellman have all the leg space in the world. We're, <laughs> right? we're Three rows up from the field. I mean, it was just the how intimate it was to watch a, a pro game at a minor league field. It was just like, I feel bad that not everybody's going to get a chance to see that because uh, hopefully, you know, of course, hopefully I don't know what's going on. COVID's different in the news every day. I can't keep up with it, uh, but hopefully we, you know. We don't get back to where that has to happen again, but at the same time, I feel sorry that not everybody got a chance to go to that and like experience what I experienced. It just seemed so. I mean, the the players were walking by there, ten feet in head of you, and you're the only people sitting there. You know, there's nobody there's nobody else there. It was like me and them in the stadium. So I know Dusty Baker walked by. I waved at Dusty. He gave me a little peace sign, and then uh, Yuli Guriel. Gave me a, a little wave, you know, La Nina with his yeah. pineapple haircut. But and then, of course, uh, Hellman and I got a kick out of Grinky because he has on these massive sunglasses and he doesn't like people. But of course, we try and like, you know, give him a little wave or something. And he just like looked at us, like kept walking, kept looking at us, but just would like it was just funny and you know me and helman got a chuckle out of that because granky's just so he's just so unique and yeah you know he's in his own world he is in his own world for sure but uh no that's great i'm really proud that you got to experience that and and uh you know I know your ultimate goal is to do that at a full-time level somewhere. And we discussed, because it was something that I didn't think about, but me and you discussed how there's only 32 of those jobs in the entire world, you know, to to work at the pro level full-time. So it's nice that you got your feet wet though. I hope that, you know, I'm sure knowing you and how personable you are, you probably built some relationships with those Blue Jays guys. So yeah, you know, we, we
2: still stay in touch with those Blue Jays guys a little bit. Uh, they had a little bit of an issue with their dome a couple weeks ago. I don't remember seeing that. Uh, it started raining during a game. And they couldn't get the dome closed in time. So they had to go out there and, and, and fix the mound. And they were soaking up the infield because they don't have drainage in, at
0: the Rogers Center because they got a dome. They were right. actually soaking up the infield with towels and sponges and all that. So we were... Texting them back and forth a little
2: bit during the game, like what the heck is going on and, and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool to
0: to have that direct connection with with the guys that are you know just one step ahead of you. You're right, yeah, and hopefully you know, like I said, all that uh, works out. But uh, next year, I'll definitely be up to uh, catch a Bison's game and and you know get to hang out with you a little bit. And actually, I'll be in Buffalo. Uh, Devin and I will be in Buffalo on uh, Halloween. Bill's cool. Bill's uh Dolphins game. So maybe we'll be able to uh catch up with you sometime around then too. Yeah, for sure,
2: for sure. Yeah. We'll uh try to connect on that on that weekend.
0: Sounds good. Hey, thanks for being on, Kelly. Really appreciate it.
2: No, no problem, man. Any time.
0: Love having him on. Uh he just has fun stories to tell and it's cool that he has, you know, this connection with the pro league now. And I I'd be awesome if he ends up up there full-time one day. So we'll keep our fingers crossed for you, Kelly. Uh, until then, you're, you're going to be forced to be on my show. Uh, and then, you know, one day when you're big time and have an agent and I'll have to go through him and I probably won't talk to you anymore because you'll just forget about us. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, so that's it for this week. I know we had a long opening segment. We kind of trucked through uh, history and things that sting. But a lot to talk about, you know, with – NFL in full gear and baseball playoffs about to start, Ryder Cup, things like that pop up. It's just going to happen. So either listen or don't, but I hope you do. Stick around for a quick close. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in this week. Always appreciated. Uh, Like I said, the logo is out. So it is going to be on all the social media pages here. uh, Probably, you know, by the time you've listened to this, it will already be out there. Want a quick shout out to sponsors. Napoli's Pizza, Your Daily Local, Swing Juice, Jones Pest Control, Me, Myself, and Ride Podcast, and uh, Icy Ink. Want to throw them in there? Uh, We'll be... Putting their ad up soon, of course. Uh, we appreciate their time putting our logo together, and and now we have something we can brand and throw onto a, a shirt or a hat or whatever. Uh, next week, don't forget the live shows. Start watching the live shows. Engage, comment, make fun of us, whatever you want to do. But uh, with the live shows. Uh, next week, we will be adding in our power rankings as well. So it will be slightly longer than it was this week. That's the live show, not the one you're listening to now. Uh, that audio for those will be uploaded also. So make sure you're catching those. Hopefully winning some money. All right, we'll see you next week. Take care. Be safe.